Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to keep it pretty short and to the point because I want to talk about burnout, especially when it comes to Q4, aka the end of the year. This is something that I have always struggled with. Um, and by always, I mean for the past two years um, of running the business and then going on my third. This is something that I've had to deal with during the season. And then also when I was a student, when I was you know trying to freelance while also juggling a full-time situation, this was definitely the time of year where I felt myself stretched the thinnest. So I wanted to talk about just three major tips that I have for avoiding burnout. Obviously, there's so many things that you can do to prepare and to put in place but ultimately when things you know pick up they pick up and it's really really hard always to um be fully prepared for that sort of burnout so i do want to you know do my typical disclaimer and say that it is totally normal if you you know find yourself overworked burnt out stretched out it's not always your fault it's not always something that's avoidable it's not always something that you could have done or that you did to cause it or to prevent it um sometimes it just happens and that's just the way that work works and the industry works so i do want to put that out there that if you're experiencing burnout it's not a result necessarily of like your carelessness or your um you know, ambition or something, overbooking yourself. I think that's a really common misconception that people have that like, oh, I'm so burnt out, I shouldn't have done X, Y, Z. But it's not always that clean and simple. So just wanted to disclaim that. So um, although I did just do that disclaimer saying that there's not always things you can prepare for, here are some things that you can prepare. Um, And here are my major three tips. Let's go. So the first thing I will say is if you know yourself well and if you've been doing this for a while, um, you could probably anticipate your feelings and behaviors pretty decently at, at some point. Um, and if you're not quite there, this is a really good time to start kind of gauging your um, stress levels, your anxiety levels, how you're feeling creatively, um, either on paper or in a journal. If you can sort of track that throughout the year, that's really great. I'm sort of able to... Um, recall all of the months that I was doing really well and that I was struggling and then basically what I like to do is I like to correlate you know those feelings with my workload with the types of projects I was doing what was I doing in my spare time xyz things and the trend that has come up for me and that I encourage all of you to um, look into and and you know make note of for your own selves and your own trends is that I like to notice what projects or what type of work is lighting me up what types of um, circumstances or, or situations cause me to, you know, burn out or spiral or feel frustrated and extra stressed. And essentially what I do then is once I know those things about myself um, and also kind of knowing those things about times of year, for example, like during the summer I'm a lot more relaxed than during the beginning and end of year. Um, knowing that about myself, I can then sort of tweak my workload and the way that I'm organizing my time, booking projects to accommodate those things. So for example, if I know that I my stress level is really high in the um, 
Q4 and Q1 kind of months, then maybe that means that I am booking maybe less stressful projects. And what I know about myself is I get more stressed out by like website projects just because there's a lot more moving parts and I'm a little bit less stressed when it comes to branding because I um, feel more comfortable kind of doing those fully on my own and on time. And so knowing that because I want to save myself and spare myself the burnout, I try and prioritize booking branding projects during those stressful times of year that require a lot less maneuvering and moving parts. Um, when I'm less stressed out, like during the summer, for example, that is probably when I'll book more websites or I'll book more maybe during Q3 or Q2 when I know I'm a lot less stressed. Um, and that's a really good way of, of one, helping myself prepare for... Um, you know, vacations and holidays, you know, because whenever you have a developer, a copywriter, um, photographer, designer involved, it's really hard to kind of allocate everyone's time appropriately because everyone takes holidays off differently, um, especially there's different like religions and countries involved. But during Q2 and Q3, there's not really a lot of holidays going on at all or people are, are out. So that is a really good time for me, at least to be doing those collaborative projects when I have a bit more energy at my sleeve, you know, the like the, the sun's out, the days are brighter, I just seem to have more energy during those months, so I have more willpower and more patience to be able to do all of those more complex projects. So that's just an example of, you know, my, of the tip that I'm trying to give, which is to really know yourself and anticipate emotions that you typically go through um, by putting, you know, certain um, plans in place that will accommodate that. So if it means, you know, accommodating for stressful times, if it means accommodating for um, holidays, vacations, weekdays, things like that, if it means changing what you book, if it means changing the scope or how many you book in a month, I really recommend, you know, being really in tune with yourself and just trying to make those observations. Even if you can't name them off the top of your head, you can probably put together some sort of, of um, piece for you to look at. If you just take a look at you know, what products did I do each month, um, what was I, you know, focusing my time on? If you have a Google Calendar or if you, you know, keep a Notion, this is a great way to like kind of look into the archives and see like, okay, what was I doing on a day-to-day -day basis? If you're like, wow, I was so burnt out during this month and it seems like I took a meeting like almost every day. Um, it, I was working on maybe three websites, no branding projects, and I was going really hard on social media. You might be able to make some assumptions about yourself um, and be like, okay, so maybe that means like I need more me time where there's no calls maybe, or I need less website projects and more branding projects, or maybe I need to ease up on social media or do a better job at pre-planning them rather than doing it daily. So just making observations like that about your behavior, reactions, your emotional state and response to all those different stimuli happening um, during each of those months will allow you to then make more, you know, generalized trends that you can then prepare for to avoid burnout, especially during Q4. So um, that's my first tip. It's probably my biggest tip and my most helpful. And if you take nothing else from this podcast episode, I hope it's that one, that tracking your emotions and your responses to different things that happen in your business is so important and not only just for avoiding um, burnout, but it's also really great for, you know, when you start to have employees or you start to have, you know, more collaborators taking note of times of year when you're more apt, you know, to hire people versus, you know, when not to book things. Also, um, 
just taking note of like mental health wise if you're noticing that you need to alternate busy months with slower months just to give yourself a bit of a break that's a really important thing to be noticing so um this is just kind of a generalized tip that i have for people beyond just for avoiding burnout but also just you know to know and to feel in touch with your business with yourself and the state of of being self-employed um as closely as you can like being in tune to that is so important it's really going to help you with so so many things so number one tip i recommend that you do it now asap if possible especially since q4 is well and truly underway my second tip for avoiding burnout is to hire or to consider bringing in some extra help seasonally so me personally i used to have a va i've gone through a couple of different collaborators as well in my time like i've had some like copywriters i've had some developers some interns um junior designers i've had multiple collaborators help me throughout my time of a business however um i have not always been able to juggle all of those people and all those moving parts all times of the year and so what i've learned about myself is that i am personally better off working alone and then having collaborators during certain times of year during certain types of services so for example like i mentioned i have a bit more energy and i get more top of the ball um for like websites during q2 and q3 so i do book more of those during those times um because i am more prone to being like a little hermit and not wanting to talk to anybody during like q4 for example i'm just like a lot more tired a bit more um you know, to myself during the winter months that I know I'm, I shouldn't really be booking projects that require a ton of collaboration, maybe like with a junior de designer or um, social media manager, you know, maybe I'm not booking people to help me with that because I, I want to avoid like the extra meetings and things. But maybe that also means that I'm, I'm hiring a VA for November and December, for example, um, just because maybe I'm wanting to avoid emails or maybe I'm, you know, sleeping in more, um, a lot more overwhelm was happening. And that's typically something that is pretty common, I think, not just with me, but with a lot of professionals. There's just times of year where you just find yourself needing more admin help or needing more social media help. So um, rather than going through these like really inconsistent ebbs and flows with your business where like maybe your customer service is great, but then the quality of your work is going down, then maybe next month your quality of work is really high, but your social media presence, your marketing is really down. Instead of experiencing those ebbs and flows, it's really nice if you can try and plan out some seasonal or temporary help during certain certain chunks of the year. So that way you can like be focusing on certain aspects of your business um, in chunks. So what I mean by that is it's trying to do all of it all at once yourself all year round. Ways that you can segment your year, for example, is that Q1, I'm going to focus a lot on booking a lot of branding projects and um, I, I really want to maybe for example like work on my personal marketing so um, I'm going to book a ton of branding projects and then I'm going maybe I'm going to hire um, a social media manager for the first couple of months to help me execute my marketing plan get things underway maybe Q2 all right, I feel really good now. I'm going to book a ton of websites. So that means then maybe is I'm going to, um, you know, pre-book some developers in advance for that um, because I'm probably going to be um, too busy then to do my social media stuff. Then maybe that means I hire my social media manager and also be a junior designer to design those assets for me during that busy time. 
Um, for example, Q3, um, let's say I'm still doing websites, so I still have that developer on hand, but um, maybe social media is taking a back seat now. Maybe I'm like enjoying doing my own social media, but admin stuff is really starting to bog me down. Um, so I'm going to hire a VA during those months so that way I can focus um, on my website clients and then on my social media. Um, so I'm not having to worry so much about admin. And then maybe Q4, I am really tired, so I'm only going to book a couple of clients. Um, I'm going to hire a VA during those months just to keep everything, you know, in check. And then maybe I want to work internally on some more stuff, so maybe designing more assets for the business, for the brand, maybe working on some workshops or courses. So maybe that means I will hire a junior designer to help me design some of the assets for my business um, on an hourly basis. So it's just an example, a kind of a long-winded example of how I would go about seasonally bringing in help, knowing myself, knowing the way I like to operate, how my quarters tend to end up. Um, obviously, it's not super easy to plan out um, what work you'll need ahead of time, especially, you know, being a self-employed um, creative or being a freelancer. It's hard to anticipate, you know, what's going to come your way each month. But if you can, just planning out quarters of like, this is what I would like to be doing this quarter. This is what I would like to be focusing on this quarter. Um, and then just anticipating, you know, who you might want to help you with that um, can actually, like planning that, that kind of thing out can actually um, provide some guidance for you so that, you know, when you're looking through inquiries, when you're creating marketing materials, trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to spend the eight hours of the day doing? Um, having that goal in place for the quarter or even for like the month is really, really helpful in terms of priorities and and that's going to help you with burning out as well. So, you know, um, I'm kind of combining two tips into one. The first one kind of being that bringing in help during times when you know yourself and you're going to need that help um, is really smart and it will um, also help you determine like what am I prioritizing per quarter um, so that way you can take the load of running an entire business off of your back thinking that you have to do everything um, all yourself that kind of gets lifted that gets off of your chest off your shoulders knowing that you have someone pre-planned that's going to come and help you um, that you've worked with before so um, bringing in help seasonally is not only good for just like you know, evening out the workload, but also it just gives, it's like a light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, oh, I'm so done with my social media stuff. Thank goodness Q3, I hired a social media manager to help me. So that way you can kind of switch to something else that will bring you more excitement. Because I think that a large aspect of burnout is that everything that you love about your business or about your job just becomes too much. Because, you know, you're not going to love every aspect of your business all year round you know I love sushi more than anybody but if I have it more than three times in a week like I'm gagging and that's just how that's just how I operate and so I think it's the same thing with businesses where we just go through quarters where we're obsessed with business development we're obsessed with making passive income products with you know fixing our processes working on our client process stuff like that but then by the summertime or q2 I'm dying to design some stuff or I'm dying to make some like fun content um you know and then q3 i'm like over making content i don't want to talk to anybody anymore so i'm gonna go and become a hermit and let you know other people in my business handle all the, the public facing stuff and then q4 i'm tired i just kind of want to make enough to feel good about my income for the year but i'm kind of want to be hands-off um and that's great knowing that about myself knowing that um you know i have 
things to look forward to um, for the next quarter, like having things that I want to accomplish in the current quarter. It just helps you bring some freshness, you know, back to your business. It helps you feel like you get to do exciting things um, that you're building towards without having to feel like you're having to address every single thing, build towards every little goal every day. It's just too much. It just feels insurmountable. So uh, I don't know if that's like a concrete nice third tip, but essentially like just knowing yourself is the main tip and the main priority or message of this episode. Um, I have to excuse me, I'm coming off of like having the flu, so my brain has like a lot of fog going into it. But yeah, the, the bread and butter of what I'm trying to say is that the more that you know yourself, the more that you can plan ahead and anticipate things. Um, and the type of planning that I recommend that you do is one, planning um, for the emotions and types of stresses that are typical or recurring in your business. Two, planning for when you might need some extra support or collaborators um, to bring in during the seasons. And three is like planning goals or planning focuses for each quarter. So that way you're not feeling like you have to be developing all aspects of your business every single month, every single week, every single day. Whenever you plan markers or like checkpoints of focuses, um, that's how you can actually hone in on skills, get excited about something, fixate on something for a couple of months, and then be able to say, okay, I accomplished that, I'm done, feel a sense of closure, and then let your mind refresh to a new aspect of your business. That's going really what's going to help you avoid burnout is like giving yourself something fresh to think about, giving yourself something exciting to look forward to during the quarters, and then also letting yourself feel a sense of accomplishment and finality to the things that you're working towards. I always feel a lot of burnout whenever I feel like I'm not doing enough, when I feel like the list of things I have to do is never ending. So when you give yourself a focus for a quarter or for a month to accomplish, while also, you know, working on your normal like client work, for example, that is what's going to allow you towards the end of Q4, especially to feel like, well, here are all of the things that I did this year. You know, all I have left to focus on is just X, Y, Z for December. When I finish that, I'm good for the year and I'm ready for the next one. Because I feel like burnout is at its worst when you feel like it's never ending when you don't see light at the end of the tunnel when you don't see some sort of solution to the burnout it just kind of seems like a waiting game for whenever your energy level is going to restore and that can kind of be a hopeless waiting game i just thought of like that hillary duff quote from cinderella story where it's like waiting for you is waiting for a rain in this drought useless and disappointing um it's kind of like that um so i think it's really easy to say in this episode, like, oh, just know yourself. But seriously, like, sit down for, like, 30 minutes and just reflect on the way that you felt each month, what was going on during those months. Then sit down when you're planning for next year and really think, like, what are the things I want to accomplish next year concretely? Let me divvy those up um, per quarter, kind of aligned or correlated to those things I know about myself um, based off of, you know, stimuli, emotions, stress level, energy levels, things like that, lifestyle. Um, And I think, I truly, truly think if you sit down and you do that, you will feel, um, but not, you know, maybe instantly better, but I definitely think you'll feel a stronger sense of control over that burnout. You also probably feel a lot more optimistic about you know, when the burnout's going to happen, managing it better. I think the worst thing you can do with burnout 
is to just like put your hands up and just let it happen to you or just to put your hands up and think like this is just what comes with being a business owner because it doesn't have to be that way. So give those tips a try. Really, really sit down. Be honest with yourself. Give yourself the time and space to reflect, to be introspective. Write things down if you have to. I, I love writing things down. So I like to just have a little notepad and write like during this month, this is what happened. This is when I felt my best during last year. This is when I felt my worst. What are things about that time that I can I recall? What, what was going on? What types of client issues were happening? And essentially just planning for the next year with the most optimistic lens in mind. Like, you know, let me take this best part of next year and just make it longer by doing XYZ thing. And this really excited me about last year. So let me plan that here. So I can be excited about that right before this hard time in my life. Um, at least just for me, it gives me a sense of control. It gives me a um, sense of hope for, for next year, not to be overly dramatic. Um, and I really, really think that this is probably the best advice that I could give anybody at right now as someone who's going through some burnout um, currently. Um, I hope this has been helpful. I know this is, you know, kind of a scatterbrained episode sorry <laughs> i guess if you have any questions about anything please feel free as always to dm me or email me specifically dm me on the instagram um account which is at the design diaries podcast feel free to dm me also on 18 and design um that one is a bit harder to reach me i would say because i just get a lot more messages on that so if you want to get me directly it's way easier to contact me through at the design diaries podcast instagram account um, if you enjoyed this episode or if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.